Hi, this is Frank Muller, and this is, is it right? Or is it easy? Today's conversation is regarding the topic, the fallacy of binary thinking. I'm often asked my opinion of asset classes, market trends, economic developments, and these questions, they don't really come as a, as a surprise considering my long career in the financial services industry. What does surprise me, though, are the responses that I get from investors, which tend to be extraordinarily binary. And I guess I could extend that into saying that it's a common response on, on anything, whether it's a health condition or a political discussion or even a philosophical conversation. It's so many things that it's a... It's a um, binary response. So I guess that drives the first question today is, what do I mean by binary? Uh, a good example may be is the investor who hears that interest rates are expected to trend higher as we currently do in a, an inflationary environment. Not only does this investor rule out the possibility of anything other than a straight line spike in interest rates, they also expect it to occur shortly. Uh, so they rush out to replace the bonds in their portfolio with floating rate securities or cash. Um, so they make a, uh, an assumption, extrapolate that to an all or nothing bet, and then act on impulse by that. Another example would be an investor who Here's a favorable analysis of a company's earnings performance and then rushes in uh, once again into an all or nothing decision to bet on that particular uh, favorable analysis and tend in both those instances to select information, selectively select information that matches that preconceived impulse. So what would make investors do this? You know, even after years of exposure, decades of exposure to it, I still have to scratch my head. It's, it's like the person who believes that the world is coming to an end next week. No matter how hard you try to assure them otherwise, they just smile somewhat contemptuously because you just don't get it. And so... Why, why do we invest this way uh, in so many aspects of our financial lives? And the answer lies, I think, in the human condition. They, we tend to invest that way because that's the way we think. It's the way we believe. See, beliefs are incredibly powerful motivators and are actually amazingly easy to instill in people especially if founded in a person's hopes or fears. But from cruel experience, we learned that not all people are honest and not all people play fair and life is full of disappointments. The flip side of this is that all humans are filled with hopes and dreams, which are just as effective in overriding good judgment as is fear, and suspicions, or suspicion. 
So whether you miss a great opportunity due to distrust of foreign markets or you lose money because of an impulsive decision to invest in a sure thing, in both instances, good sense takes a back seat to fear or greed. When we give in to this base lower aspect of human nature, we tend to lose our perspective and often make bad decisions. How then do we overcome the influences of this base human nature? The good news is that it can be done. Uh, the first step is to practice self-awareness and humility. And this is going to be important in every aspect of our lives. But with regards to financial planning and investing, it's vital. Simply put, we must acknowledge our limitations and admit further that no one can predict the future and no one, no matter how smart they are, can consistently outsmart everyone else. At the root of financial mistakes is the sin of pride or relying on the pride of others to influence our own decision. This is important. The second step is to acknowledge that luck does exist. That is, randomness is a part of the ordered universe, and it should not be confused with skill, nor is it a prudent strategy for investing. So for every winner in Las Vegas, for example, there are far more people who've been hit by lightning or lost their money doubling down on red at the roulette table. One person's luck is literally another person's misfortune. It goes back to that we can select aberrations or low probability events to justify an action that we take. The third step is to adopt a code of financial principles, guidepost through which we filter all decision-making input with regards to financial resources. Thankfully, when it comes to investing, these universal truths actually are fairly well known. Here are just a few that I believe many uh, would not disagree with. One, uh, diversification uh, is a good thing. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Therefore, the implication is never, ever take an asset class to zero. Well, maybe we can quibble about under or overweighting an asset class based on our thinking or even those of believable parties, but recognize that we're just as likely to be wrong. Therefore, we only really play on the margins that placing those bets across a wide range of asset classes is prudent. If someone tells us that they know what the future holds, be skeptical. Uh, there are millions of market opinions, some informed and some not, but they are all guesses or at best an educated guess. Do not make important investment decisions based on these. This doesn't mean that we can't read them, that we can't filter them, that we can't meditate upon them, but acting as though they are a given, that it is a known fact, this prognostication of the future uh, is a recipe for 
failure. Get rich quick ideas are nothing more than a gambling or a speculation. So um, don't do it. Uh, it may be okay for a small portion of our investable assets. In fact, I, I could actually argue that speculation, uh, well-reasoned, well-researched with a small portion of our investable assets may make sense. Uh, and that could be part of a rational long-term wealth strategy, but it should be a small portion. Wealth is preserved by diversification. Wealth is created by concentration, so it is fair to acknowledge that. Everything in life evolves and changes. So be wary of anyone who says that their way is the only way and that all you have to do is to follow this formula for the next 40 years because it worked for the last 40 years. <laughs> and so it uh, may have. Absolutely true. I can back test a bunch of things that work. It has zero confidence that that backward testing model, that formulation, will in fact work because it makes at its heart an assumption that the world in its financial markets always repeats. And that's just not true. Uh, this is just another form of soothsaying. It's, even though it may be accompanied by spreadsheets and have impressive long-term performance track records, I can assure you that no one knows what the next 40 years will hold and never use prior performance as a decision guide for anything. So, Bottom line, relax, enjoy being a human being. But if you want to learn the discipline of investing, devote the time to learning the basic guidelines that can assist us in purging our human biases from our investment decisions, or at least greatly diminishing them because we acknowledge our weaknesses. Remember, Almost nothing in life is actually binary. We live in a complex and ever-changing world. And frankly, I am thrilled that is the case. Peace be with us all.